Welcome to Grandpa Hill's Health Stories number one. When my mom had a massive stroke. In 1996, Mom had a massive stroke. She lived in northern Michigan with Eugene, one of my three brothers. An active woman in her late 60s, she now lay in her hospital bed in a small regional hospital in Sheboygan, Michigan. We needed to go see her, not expecting her to die, but realizing she may. We were off on the 600-mile trek from southwest Pennsylvania, where we lived. Many thoughts raced in the problem-solving brain of mom's third son. What was the hospital doing? What was the damage from the stroke? What was next? How long would it take? When we got there, I was so relieved. Mom recognized us, but was not moving much. Couldn't talk. Couldn't walk. We visited a couple more days and went home. We just had to wait. She survived the hospital and went on to rehab. Her right side was paralyzed. She could barely handle a walker. The bathroom was still quite a problem. Definitely not independent, but showing signs that she could someday be able to manage. The day she was going to the rehab facility, I visited again and interviewed the doctor in charge of the rehab. At the time, one of my main concerns was that she did not get over-medicated during her stay. I discussed that concern with the doctor in charge and was reassured all would be well. Back in Pennsylvania, I would get calls from my brother and some calls from the rehab facility regarding medicine changes. All the changes were in the direction of more medication. It seemed like the outcome of many things that happened to mom was to prescribe yet another drug. As an example, she had a fall from a seizure. The outcome was to put her on Neurontin, an anti-epileptic drug for the one seizure. By the time her allowed insured to stay in rehab was up, she was on nine drugs and hadn't made much progress in the past few weeks. Drugs were mostly for her heart, one for the seizures, blood thinners. I wasn't sure what they were all for, how one worked with the other, or one worked against the other. There was a lot to find out. As rehab was up, which sibling was going to take mom in? There were five of us children. I had gone up north to invite her to come down to live with us. My oldest brother Charlie was there that day, too, for the same reason. He had drove in to have mom come and live with him and his wife, Donna. How nice it was for mom to have two sons wanting to take her in. This was quite a testament to the sense of responsibility in the family. Who could take care of her? Who should? What was best for mom? Mom wasn't saying much about which way she wanted to go. She still wasn't talking, and what she signaled was confusing to us. My family was quite young and large, children from 16 down to a baby. Lots of children, 
and we homeschooled them, so it was also a busy and noisy house all day long. Charlie's home was peaceful. With Charlie and his wife, the home was peaceful and without children. The decision of which home mom would go to was influenced by the rehab's psychiatrist. He interviewed us, especially Charlie and I, and had this to say, paraphrasing, Francis would without a doubt get better care in Charlie and Donna's home. I think Francis doesn't need the best of care as much as she needs to have a strong will to live. Depression and a feeling of worthlessness can easily shut down her progress. I think the chaos of your home, the noise of a bustling young family, although it will be harder on Frances, it is what I think she needs for the near future. We returned, packed up mom, wheelchair, and headed to home in Island, Pennsylvania. Lots of issues, technical issues, moving mom to another state. Changing states, how things would get paid for. We needed a bed. We needed nursing care. We needed a, a ramp. And we needed a doctor to work with us on recovery. I don't recall how it all got done. I think the bed was a gift. I'm not sure. And I know the ramp was built by my son, Brian, and Mr. Wass, a family friend. We had to get her in the house. Those three little steps and three inches more at the door was quite a challenge. The ramp was long enough and the angle shallow enough that we could handle it in any weather condition. After we were settled in, we started on our plan on how to get mom healthy. In one word, the main part of the plan was unmedicating. Mom was not well. Her strength was not building. She would suddenly get tired and weak. I decided that we were going to take her off any medication that wasn't necessary. The plan was to do no harm, and the hope was to resume her recovery. We could self-medicate her off of medicines, but wanted our family doctor to work with us. We did want to unmedicate. We thought we knew how to get it done, but we did not want to take any, make any mistakes and had a good doctor at the time. We took mom to our general practitioner and I gave him my plan and we discussed it and worked it out. One medicine at a time we would remove from her diet. We would communicate by fax at each step of the way and come into the office every month for another checkup. Some medicines would have to be tapered down, some could just be stopped. The ones most likely slowing her development would be eliminated first. The ones needed to keep her blood thin and help prevent another stroke would be last, if ever. I set about researching each of the drugs and would communicate with my mom about them as decisions were made with the doctor. As we took medicines off France's strength improved. She perked up, she slept better, she would dress with help for the day, she would sit up to watch the TV and make some trips to the bathroom and manage the bedside plastic commode almost completely on her own. Her cognition was improving, understanding us and being able to mouth some words. 
and we were learning to make sense of her gestures. It was now Christmas, and it was a great Christmas. The tension and work and time and money and hassles of the previous months were clearly working. They were paying off. Mom had progressed and was getting better. How far would she get? There was a lot of joy that Christmas. Then a couple of days after Christmas, my mom took a terrible and frightening turn for the worse. Overnight, her strength seemed to vanish and her color was terrible. Mom had turned green, green and yellow. Basically jaundice is what it looked like. It was everything we could do to get her loaded and off to the emergency room at the local hospital. Once there, we quickly learned that mom's liver was shutting down and other organs were expected to follow. Why? We racked our brains. Christmas food, too much walker, too rough of therapy, missed medications, a fall, taking too much of a medication. Nothing was adding up and she was to be admitted. I knew that the next medicine we had planned to taper off was one of her heart medicines. It had the potential side effect of taxing the liver. A side effect from a medicine was a long shot, and it seemed like the only shot. If it was the heart medicine making mom sick, why hadn't there been a problem for the last several months? Why now? Not really knowing and not having any options, I explained my thoughts to the emergency room doctor. I asked what will they do for my mom after admission. He explained, protocol is to monitor. Basically, that meant to me they weren't going to do anything for her, just keep track of her and that she would die. When the ER doctor next came in about an hour later, I asked him one more question. Sir. If Francis was your mother, what would you do? His answer, paraphrased, if she was my mother, I would leave here in the next few minutes before they come back to sign her in. Take her off the medicine that you suspect. If she gets better, I'd make an appointment with the GP for follow-up and more blood work. If she continues to get worse, I'd bring her back here and check her in. Mom understood this. I wanted to take her home. She wanted to go home. So we went home. She never got one more pill of that medicine. The next day, the very next day, her color and then her strength started to be restored. To what it had been before Christmas. I wish I remembered the name of the pill, but that is not the point, so it may be better that I don't remember. I knew about the pill and the liver side effect. Removing the medicine was already in the plan. Knowing which way I thought we would go before the crisis meant we were somewhat prepared. The preparedness, even just a little, helped me decide when the emergency did happen. To this day, I am so surprised and grateful that the ER doctor answered my question honestly and personally. What would you do if it was your mother? To this day, I am so proud of my mother. 
living as well as she could for about 18 years more after such a massive debilitating stroke. She had a will to live like no other, and living was so tough. I am so glad she came to live with us for those months after rehab. It was good for the children. It was a sacrifice, and it was love. And we grew as a family by being there to be part of the healing process for my mom. What a witness. Everybody stepped up to be responsible and helpful. And mom kept on going, and she was happy with what she had, and she kept having an effect on her children and grandchildren. I believe then and now that learning to think critically and rationally leads to a healthier life. The absence of effective thinking leads to more personal loss than would otherwise happen. My love for mom was strong. And I was going to honor her by giving her as much life as I possibly could. I was highly motivated to fight the fight for the best life she could have. Thank you so much for listening. Please share your comments and please share this story. Keep learning and thinking and reasoning and take timely action to stay healthy as you think laugh, and live. Until the next story, Shalom.